level players, this is New Game Plus, the internet's 75th leading gaming podcast. I am your host, your perpetual player one, Dan. If you've been following my work, you know I was the producer, editor, and co-host of Press Start to Play for five years. Now that that project's ended, I'm taking everything I've learned and putting it towards this podcast you're listening to right now. New Game Plus will be a weekly gaming podcast with topics ranging from current news to evergreen topics like nostalgic games, bad voice acting, retrospectives, and more. Along the way, I'll be interviewing fans, content creators, and hopefully other people in the industry as well. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this brand new adventure. I'm kicking off the inaugural episode with a series of interviews from different indie developers at Level Up Expo. The staff at Level Up were kind enough to grant me a media pass, so I took the time to showcase various games and their creators. Starting off, we have Matt from GameWave Studios, who are there presenting their mobile game, Dice Tactics. I am here at Level Up Expo, and I'm talking to GameWave Studios, the creators of Dice Tactics. So, who am I speaking with today? What's up? Oh, my name is Matt Dumichel. Uh, I'm a founder of GameWave Studios. So Matt, tell me about uh, Dice Tactics. Oh, so Dice Tactics is a game that heavily based on dice physics and allows you to play kind of like a tabletop game. Um, and you use the dice in the game to unlock new abilities, upgrade your characters, and even get passed through dice roll events. So dice roll events are essentially, oh, I'm going to go burn down the bandit camp. Well, when you go to burn down the bandit camp, you have to roll a certain number. And you can pull dice from your bag to help you get over that number. And to get dice in your bag, you have to win battles. So every battle you win, we reward you with dice. Wow, so it's almost, it is almost like being constantly in a, like a D&D campaign, huh? Yeah, very much. Uh, we hear a lot of players that have either played D&D or are new to D&D but understands kind of the concept, and they all say it gives them that experience without the need of trying to get everybody together and get a DM there, you know. It's, it's, it's for the working man, d and Yeah, there's no, there's no frustrating your DM because you want to roll to try to seduce the... Never mind. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so what were some of your inspirations for the game? So some of the inspirations came from uh, my when I was traveling a lot and I wanted a game that could give me this kind of experience because I love D&D, I love tabletop games, I love board games, and I didn't see a whole lot out there in the marketplace. We actually originally tested the game at Phoenix Fan Fest, and originally the game name was Deck Dungeon, but we found out that our community really quickly said, hey, we like the dice. So we took back, we took that feedback back, and we said, hey, you know what? We should make it all about the dice. So we changed every aspect of it to really make the dice shine. The dice in our game almost have their own characterization to them. They have different physics, they bounce around, they have fire trails, they really have a lot of character. Wow, that's that's actually really well said. Um, so, um, what is, um, so this game is currently on, it looks like it's only on mobile so far? Or do yeah, so it's currently out on iOS and Android. It offers a player about one to two hours of free content, depending on what path they take and what they replay. But we do want to bring it to PC, PC. May 1st to May 30th is where we're doing our Kickstarter. Our first goal will offer Chapter 2 for those players and also bring it to PC. So that's kind of where we're going. So that's May 31st, your Kickstarter is going to launch. So May, we, May 1st. May 1st and 30th is our Kickstarter. May 1st 30th is when the Kickstarter will launch. So we'll make sure you guys look, listen out for that. Um, so I want to ask you a few questions about this event here, Level of Expo itself, actually. Um, so how important is it for events like Level of Expo, these small, not quite E3-sized events, and in, in independent developers and getting their game out there? Yeah, I can't stress enough how awesome conferences are, but I really have to shout out to Level Up Expo for really what they did here. 
they didn't just give indies a spot to show their game they gave us prime real estate they also set up the conference in such a way that traffic is flowing back and forth very well and allows us the opportunity to capture people that are in the mood to play games we've done a lot of conferences and sometimes you get pushed off in the corner as any studio we're not big we're just still growing so i really want to say I love you, Level Up Expo. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to come out here, showcase our game, and giving us the chance to really interact with all these wonderful people out here. I'll be sure to relay the message. Um, so how's been the reception been so far in uh, day two of Level Up Expo? Fantastic, fantastic. I will say that people have been so wonderful, so nice, so open, given such great criticism and great positive feedback and really have just been all about what we're doing and, and you know, helping us grow as a company and a community. All right, and just wrapping up here, uh, time for the plugs. So where can we find out more about Dice Tactics, your website, any social media you want to plug, please let us know. Sure, you, so you can find us at gws.io or dicetactics.gws.io. Um, and we're on all the Facebooks, the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, you know, and you can always reach out. If you send us a message on any one of those social media, you'll be able to get in contact with me if, if you want to. And we're definitely open to do any kind of promotional work. We really want everybody to know about what we're doing here. And, you know, that would be great. And we really appreciate uh, you guys coming out and interviewing us. It it's really means a lot to us. And thank you so much. You're very welcome. And thank you, honestly, thank you for taking time to talk to us. So thank you again for so much. This is Dice Tactics from GameWave Studios. Check it out, guys. Thank you, Matt, for the great interview. Up next, we have a trio of staff members from WIM Independent Studios who were there showcasing the RPGs Celtria, Advent of the Dacrian Empire, and the mobile bug-smashing game Antics. What up, players? It's your perpetual player one, and I am going to be interviewing another uh, developer here at Level Up Expo. So uh, around the board, uh, let's start with your names. I'm Grover Wimberly, uh, producer and director of WIM Independent Studios. I'm Jabari Lewis-Smith, uh, Director of Marketing and, asked, and also Casting Director for the game. I'm Matthew Estrada. I do directing and I also do game design. All right, so guys, can you tell me about the games you're um, showcasing here at Level of Expo? Uh, sure. We're showing two games. We're showing uh, Celotria and Antics. Celotria is a role-playing game that we've been working on for the past, I think, seven years, almost eight. <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, we've released uh, Chapters 1 through 3. Uh, called the advent of the Doctrine Empire on Steam, and we're currently working on part two, which will be released either late this year or early next year. Okay. Um, so, about this game, like, so what are you guys' biggest inspirations for the game? Sure. Sure. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll give my inspirations to Matt. Yeah. Okay. My biggest inspirations for for Celotria, uh, Final Fantasy VI. I really love Final Fantasy VI. Um, Lufia, Lufia Two, for Super Nintendo. Uh, Breath of Fire Three. So uh, we got kind of got the, the musical inspirations and the battle system design from that. Oh, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Um, Chrono Trigger was a, a big inspiration for our team attack system. Uh, Chrono Trigger that has where the, the techs, if I remember right, where multiple party members can team up to do big attacks. We have uh, team attack chains where, uh, depending on the, the characters who can do trigger attacks, the other party members can jump in and chain their own attacks on top of that. Uh, some of my inspirations for the game definitely uh, Final Fantasy it was the easy one, um, but uh, some of the other games that I've kind of looked to for s when designing for Celestia have been stuff like Paper Mario or even Pokemon and even Legend of Zelda. So, you know, it doesn't translate over to fa 
doesn't always translate over to turn-based, but I might take ideas from those games and then turn it into some sort of turn-based system for some of the fights or designs. That's very cool. It's very cool. Um, so you guys are an independent studio. Um, no. What what is the appeal of being an independent uh, game designer here in in modern in the modern game industry? Um, the the freedom, like we we kind of can do whatever we want to do within the limits of our. Well, we have a relatively small budget, but it's just nice to have the freedom to do what we want to do without anybody higher up saying you can't do that. You should do it this way. Yeah, no, that pretty much covers it. You know, we we. We do have our limits, of course, you know, but we can at least try to do something that might be a bad idea, and then later down the line, be like, "Yeah, that was a bad idea." <laughs> you we you mentioned learn it, we learn it the hard way. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned limits. Um, so, what are some of the like difficulties you have being an ind independent game studio in, you know, especially since there's no big publishing back publisher to back you guys? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, getting people to care. Um, it's really, really hard to get people really interested in your in your game. Nobody, I feel like nobody be as interested in the game as you are as the developer, and it's kind of hard to convey that enthusiasm to other people. So, like once you know, if we get them to care, then we got to hold on to them. Like, hey, we're doing these updates to the game, we're doing this release, we're doing these deals, and try to you know get them to want to be interested in your game as much as you are as the developer. Yeah. Money is a big thing. Like for uh, marketing-wise, uh, uh, we need money to get the whole, you know, the, the game, the word out. I can't even speak English right now. But yeah, to get the word out, it requires money. And uh, if we don't have enough money to advertise on like different platforms, social media, television, or whatever, uh, then nobody's interested in the game. Nobody knows about the game, and it's just hard to have exposure for this game to make sales for it yeah I, I imagine that makes it oh you want yep uh, sure uh, but yeah of course marketing is always gonna be the big one having money another one is just you know having limitations on your team you know sometimes you can't have people you know you know sometimes people are gonna want to work for money you know so it's just like you know you know you, you you see the talent that is out there but they're not quite really to, like they want to work with you but they know you can't pay them to work with you that's true, that's true. So how important are events like Level Up Expo, these small conventions here, to get your, you know, get you guys' game out there? How important is this, is this kind of event for you guys? Extremely important. Like, le I look forward to Level Up Expo every year because we have fans uh, that are... How long have you been at Level Up Expo? We've gone since, uh, I think 2017 was our first demonstration. But I went at the year before that, 2016, to just kind of survey what the crowd was like and the types of fans that would... I was like, I saw the there was the indie game booth. I was like, yeah, we definitely need to get in on this. Um, Level Up Expo is extremely friendly to indie game devs. I kind of wish more conventions would, would do that. Uh, most conventions just have, oh, you're either an artist or you're an exhibitor, and exhibitors have to shell out almost a th you know almost a grand between merchandise and whatnot. Whereas Level Up Expo is like, yeah, you're an indie game dev. We understand. Here, you know, here's a booth to be able to set this up. So they've been really they've been really supportive of you guys. Extremely supportive. They've they've helped us out every step of the way. I can't thank them enough. So how's then how's then the reception been so far in this? Uh, we're in day two of Level Up Expo. What's the reception of your game so far? Uh, the reception so far has been really good. Uh, we've had a fair amount of people playing our game so far. Uh, we've also had a fair amount of attention just because we're doing other things at our booth w between this between sweepstakes and free prizes and stuff like that. Um, 
but overall, the people that have been playing our games have been enjoying them, which is what we like to hear, which is what we like to see the most. Great. Um, I have to thank you guys for talking to me. So, um, once again, for the uh, listeners, let us know about your game and where can we find it? Uh, where, when is it going to launch, full, uh, a complete launch of it? Let us know. Sure. Uh, they can follow us at uh, www.celatria.com, S E L A T R I A, um, and at Wim Indy, W H I M I N D I E, for all of our social media. And so, uh, when is your game? Is, is is there like a release window for your game yet, or is there uh, anything like a Kickstarter you guys want to promote anytime soon? Uh, so, Celatria is now out on Steam. Look for Celatria: Advent of the Dacrian Empire. That could be found on the, the website I mentioned. Um, and we're currently working on the second part of the game, which will be included in a full game package. Uh, that'll be released uh, sometime either late this year or early next year. Thank you guys so much for talking to me. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks to the staff at Wim Independent Studios. Coming up, I interviewed Nate Pierce, the developer of the co-op retro platformer Res Please. What up, players? It is your Retro Player One here, and this day I'm checking out the, the game Res Res Please. Res Please. And this is uh, who, am, who am I speaking with today? Uh, Nate Pierce. I'm the programmer for the game. So tell me about this game. So Res Please is a co-op puzzle platformer where you play as two wizard brothers who aren't actually very good at magic. Your only ability when you start out is you can resurrect each other. So you come across obstacles where you have to kill one of the two brothers to get past the obstacle. Oh, so it's co-op and at the same time very competitive. Yeah, it's co-op, it's a little competitive, and then uh, as you progress through the game, there's actually a Mega Man style level up mechanic where you get new abilities, but since the brothers aren't good at magic, none of the abilities work the way they're supposed to. So you get telekinesis, so you can move objects with your mind, but if you move an object for a long time, your head explodes. Or like wow, that's <laughs> that's a great, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's a great way to give a twist on the, on the, on the uh, platform, actually. Yeah, everything comes with a catch. You're definitely an underdog story. So what were some of the big inspirations for the game besides Mega Man? Uh, inspirations? Um, I mean, my brother and I grew up always playing platformers and stuff like that, and we always had to take turns. And so like, we played Super Mario as kids, but we wanted to play at the same time. So naturally playing Super Mario Bros, and then we played Battletoads, which you could play co-op, which our game is more difficult than Mario, but not as difficult as Battletoads. <laughs> hard, hard, to, hard to top that, let's be fair here. So it sounds like you kind of um, you developed this game on the idea of like you're playing you're, you're going to be playing this with another person. Am I kind of correct in thinking that? Yeah, it definitely works really well as a co-op game, but it also has a really good, strong single-player component where you have split routes where one player goes high and one player goes low. So when you play a single-player, you get two separate experiences. That way it doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing twice for the entire game. How important are events like Level Up Expo, these smaller, not-quite-E3-sized events, to indie game developers such as yourself? So they're really important to indie devs because a lot of the bigger expos, like PAX East and stuff like that, are so expensive that they just don't make sense for indie devs. Most indie devs are starving artists doing what they love because they're passionate about it. So expos like this are a really good opportunity for indie devs to showcase their stuff to the public. And the thing about it being in what to me to yourself, what is the appeal of being about about being an indie game developer? So the appeal to being an indie developer is a lot of these AAA studios have a lot of people that work under them. They can't afford to take risks. So as an indie developer, if you're just doing it in like your part-time especially, if your game flops, it doesn't matter. You can make whatever you want. So you don't have to worry about what might sell or what might not sell. You can follow your passion wherever it takes you. And what has been the reception so far at the Level Up Expo? How is, have people been checking out your game, giving you some great feedback? Yeah, it's been really, really good. People have been having a lot of fun with it. We actually have some kids doing a speed run right now. This is probably their 
40th time playing through, and they've almost beat my record because they love it so much, which just warms my heart when people come back like that. Th that's amazing. And finally, what are what's some what's some key what's some advice you want to give like uh, new indie developers such as yourself? Um, device for new advice for new indie developers. I'd say uh, listen to people's feedback. Get your game out there into people's hands. Let a lot of people play it because when you develop a game, it's easy to fall in love with whatever you create, but you gotta take into consideration how other people are gonna play your game because your vision might be completely different than the way people take in your game. So feedback's huge. All right, and for the listeners, uh, let us know, uh, is this game available yet? When is it? If it's not, when and where can we find this game? Uh, so the game has not been released yet. In November, we're doing our PC launch, and then in January, our goal is to try and release on Xbox and Switch. So PC, is this going to be Steam exclusive? Are you going to be on Epic? <laughs> is it going to be an Epic exclusive? Careful with that last one. That's true. Uh, it's going to be on Steam, uh, Game Jolt, and Itch.io. All right. Thank you very much, Nate. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Once again, thank you to Nate for speaking to me. Last, but certainly not least, I interviewed Crystal from Skyreach Studio, makers of Portal Tamers, a mix of Monster Rancher and Dark Souls. So I'm here with Crystal, the developer, um, editor, promoter, any, anything else I'm forgetting? Um, artist, I guess, is, is also applicable. Uh, Portal Tamer is an indie game here now available on Steam. So Crystal, why don't you tell me about this game? It is a fantasy adventure RPG that also implements game Monster Rancher for anyone who is familiar with it. Oh, I, don't worry, I got, I got the reference. Um, I got a lot of my inspiration from Monster Rancher and, of course, Pokemon. We all love Pokemon. But I, I really thought there was a void. Um, people needed a monster summoning game for adults, something challenging. So I made my game in a way that uses skill trees that are pretty complex. Both the main character and the monsters have their own skill trees. And they kind of play with each other, so c players can can sort of play their own way, like an average RPG, you know, create my character the way I want them to be. So, so you mentioned that uh, you wanted to make a game that kind of caters the adult-like skill set, um, taste, and then what, other than Pokemon and uh, Monster Rancher, what other games kind of inspired that uh, adult uh, um, direction, sorry? It's not that time of game, folks, I swear. <laughs> so um, I've always been an avid player of, of pretty complex RPGs. Um, I played a lot of Dark Souls. You know, everybody knows Dark Souls. The game is impossible, but it's super fun. The problem-solving aspect and, and the perseverance that goes into it. So I, I really wanted to bring that into the monster summoning world because... These are mysterious creatures that should be complicated, it should be hard. And, and so I, I really thought it was important to highlight that, that love of, of difficulty. So I have to notice, like, you know, it's a, very, it's a very cute, whimsical art style, and yet you're giving me the comparisons to the Dark Souls. <laughs> what, what, how do you just, how do you like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's like, how do you mix those two together? So, I, I've always loved the cute things, you know, as I'm standing here next to you, I'm, I'm, I'm dressed in Lolita. She's adorable right now, by the way, guys. But 
cute doesn't always mean easy. Um, I, I've played tons of games that, you know, they're they're cute and fun and whimsical, and, and they are just that. They're easy. And I want people to start my game going, this is just going to be fun, loving, simple, and go, whoa, whoa, what is it? There's skill trees. What? Complex. Where did this come from? An unexpected attack. I love it. <laughs> so, um... Has this game, is this game currently available now? Is it still in early access? What's what's the details? So currently the game, um, the demo that I'm, I'm presenting here today is the only demo that's ever been played at all, ever. Um, the game has currently been in development for about five months. And um, this is five months development time. Yes. Um, and next year, I'm going to be doing a, a Kickstarter campaign in April. And if all goes well, I'm, I'm projected to release in December of next year. That's awesome. So right now, there's this is the only this is the only footage that's going to be out right now. Is um, is there can people play this demo right now? Can they download themselves? This is not available for download anywhere. However, um, I'm planning for a closed alpha in August and an open beta in October of this year. So, Crystal, what is the appeal of independent game development in general? For me, it was it was mostly about the freedom to do the things that I want to do and, and not have the corporate ladder telling me this is what my game is supposed to be like, this is this is my job, and that's it. You know, I, I just really wanted freedom. That's, uh, you know, that's something that's appealing. Would you say, like, it's more... It's more easier for somebody to be an independent get developer now that we in the age of social media and widespread nets. Like it's more easier for an indie game developer to make it nowadays. I I definitely think that that's true. Um, getting the word out is so much easier now. You know, you, you go on your phone, you make a post, and there are hundreds, thousands, millions of people just waiting for those special things. And and the moment. You, you catch your break, you find, find your little audience that, that really wants a piece of what you're making, the possibilities are endless. And I think the last question here is, how, how beneficial is something like streamers and uh, YouTubers? And like, if, you, if you get one person streaming your game, would you say that's a big benefit to someone, you know, an independent developer? It really, it really depends on, on a lot of factors, but... Um, the numbers aren't everything, you know. Some people think, oh, you know, you you get one YouTuber that has a million followers, you're gonna make it. That's that's not always true. Um, you need somebody who who plays your game, understands it, and is willing to you know help you to promote it to to their audience, not just play it. Lots of people just play video games. So, so it sounds like to me, you 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 know, it almost seems like you would prefer like someone who. Maybe someone with maybe a small following, but has really dedicated the game, is a huge fan, rather than having this like a huge following, but only sells it off for like a couple of seconds. Yes, I I prefer my game to be showcased by somebody who actually loves the game. I I want them to want their viewers to play it because they love it, not oh players, my, viewers, sorry, viewers play this game just because I played it. That's not what I want because I, I want to gain a following off of their following. So I, I work really hard to find YouTubers, Twitch streamers, content creators who 
have a passion for the trade and understand the kind of game that, that I'm making. Very well said, very well said. And I, I know it's the last question, but I just, this just came up to me. So how important would you say is events like this, Level Up Expo, these, these, this isn't the big convention like E3, but this is a local convention. How important is something like this for uh, an independent game developer as yourself? I think conventions are, are, are paramount to the success of indie game developers because, you know, people see you making a video game, but they want to know about you. People invest in people. When you're making a game that hasn't been released yet, they want to know about you. They want to they wanna see you making your, your story and sharing your story because, yeah, sure, you have a game, but they don't know that yet. They want to know, what are you doing? And they see you out in the public and they're like, oh, you are working hard, you are hustling, I can trust you. So that, that's at least what it's been for me. Most people really appreciate that I'm out here working my butt off, even though I'm not actually developing, I'm still doing the hard work. And would you say the reception here at Level Up Expo has been fantastic? I've had a great experience here. Everybody's so nice, so willing to give feedback, and, and just so positive. It's a, it's a great environment. Well, I hope we have to see you again at Level Up Expo very, very soon. Thank you again, Crystal, for taking the time out. And how can people like get more details about uh, the, the, these betas? Say it again for me. How can more people get uh, details about these, uh, the closed alpha and the open betas? So um, in order to get onto the, the closed alpha, I, I prioritize people who are on my email list, which, which you can go to the website, portaltamers.com, and sign up there. Or if you're on my Facebook page, I'm very active there. The community there is great. Everybody there also has priority over other people. But I will be posting on other social medias like Twitter and Instagram, and I also have a Discord channel. Okay, Crystal, just for the people who are listening here, what are the social media accounts and how can we find your Discord? So um, my all of my social medias uh, are, are pretty much just Portal Tamers, like Twitter is at Portal Tamers. Um, Discord is a little more complicated. Cause I You'll be able to find the link on the social medias, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm almost certain that right now I have um, icons that you can just click on, on the website and it will take you straight to our social media accounts for everything that we have. All right. Um, that's all my questions for today, but thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, from your business schedule, from this awesome convention to take the time to talk to this guy over here. You're so welcome, and I'm so humbled. Thank you so much for, the, for talking to me. Thank you very much, Crystal. I'd like to thank Crystal and the rest of the developers I met at Level Up Expo for speaking to me. Level Up Expo has grown so much in the past several years, and it never fails to amaze me seeing how much bigger it gets. I look forward to covering the event more in the future. And that wraps it up. That about wraps it up for the first episode of New Game Plus. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, you can email me at ngpluspodcast at gmail.com. That's ng, the word plus, podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Facebook and Instagram, the Perpetual Player One, as well as at Perpetual Player on Twitter. I'll be back next week with an interview with cosplayer, designer, and convention celebrity Jez Roth about his Smash event, Lip Sync for Your Cosplay, and his new venture, Gamer vs. Taylor. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of New Game Plus, dear players. If you like what I put out, 
please subscribe, follow, and leave a comment. It'll really help me grow. Until then, I'm Dan, and this is New Game Plus. Same player, same equipment, brand new adventure. Bye guys.